Log Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by Witchschool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. And happy Halloween, everyone, and I hope you're enjoying it. This is Sir Ed Carell of Elder Talk Radio talking to you about my favorite holiday, Halloween. No, I'm not talking about Samhain. I'll talk about Samhain in a little bit. And yes, I know it's spelled Samhain, but it is pronounced Samhain. One of the interesting aspects of language and uh, the changes between all sorts of different areas of where we're speaking about. And here we are in uh, Florida having a day where it doesn't feel very Halloween to me um, because I'm used to very much the northern aspects of it. And you got to realize that Halloween is really a much more weather-oriented type of uh, celebration for many, and that it came out of the northern territories of the world um, because of the fact that we see far more death and we see so much more um, energy out there. At this point of the season, you got to understand for the festivals of the dead, whether they be Samhain, Festival of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Halloween, any of this, is that we would now know how well we're likely to survive the winter. Today, when we live in the land of refrigerators, vast global distribution systems of food, and uh, the ability to have anything we want to eat almost at any time, anywhere that we want, we have, we have forgotten how much of a struggle it was for local populations to feed themselves. And by Halloween or Samhain, we would know how much food we had compared to the population, and we would know that if we were successful or not. And a lot of the festivals of the dead, uh, the festivals of feeding at this time, right up until like into the early Novembers, we would be eating a lot of these super perishables, the last of the fruits and vegetables, the last of the um, things that would not be able to be stored, and we would be working feverishly to preserve the rest. And you knew that if you did not do enough food, to make it through the winter, that you would become extremely in trouble uh, to what it was going to happen. Think about that. We do not have to worry about it today. It's one of the greatest aspects of being a human being today is that you don't have to worry so much about how much food we're getting. We may have food insecurity. We have a huge population that are not getting enough food, but it's no longer an environmental problem. It is a distribution problem of getting them enough food through our distribution systems. Because, again, we have global systems, which are absolutely amazing and absolutely incredible and absolutely doable. And so there's that aspect. And so at this time of year, death stalks. We have not forgotten that. And because then you also had the flu, the fevers, the cold, um, the ability to get enough fuel for your place. Human existence has been rough. And remember, by our standards, humanity has lived in and is the actually the default is poverty. Poverty is our default. We, we, we tend to be more likely to be in poverty than we are to be in wealth. And so we celebrate those moments when we are in wealth, when we are in food, we are in health. And so this is for many people – of ancient times, this would be the last moments of where they knew absolutely that everybody was healthy and good and food was plentiful and they were preparing for the worst. And so, and they knew how many people died. 
And winter was a death time for various reasons. So we celebrate that. And they felt that, that, that when the world was dying, the dead spirits would actually manifest in many different ways. Your ancestors, you know, the, the dead of the forest, you witnessed death. And death became this really heavy thing. And so they celebrated by finding ways to beat their fear, dress up as um, various forms of the dead, to, to scare them off, to make them worried. And there's hundreds of traditions like this. So let us talk about modern Halloween. Today it's become almost a frivolous environment until this year of COVID-19. In 2020, the future accelerated much, and we learned a lot about what death, for all practical purposes, people are going to hate me for saying this, but 210, 230, 250,000 dead from a pandemic is actually a very significantly small number compared to other types of deaths, but it's still so much weighs on us because we've become so much better at putting death away. We don't like to think about death. You got to remember a century ago, you wouldn't go to a funeral home. Death would be in the house. A century ago, most of your five-year-olds, if you made it a five-year-old, you were already luckier than more than 50% of the kids that existed. Death was a constant companion to the earliest man up until almost the most recent modern times. Even during World War II in Vietnam, we showed the dead of war on television. We stopped doing that. All we show you now is the hyper-reality of death, i.e. fictionalized death that looks so glorious and so easy. We have it in the movies where people are mowing things down. When we, but we do not show the dead, the true dead, even in a massacre. We just, you know, a couple of years ago had a massacre that killed hundreds of people in the United States. But none of those pictures ended up in front of us. So our paranoia of death has become so great, so harsh, that we have no understanding of it anymore. So this time of season, this time of year, this time of ability makes it almost impossible for us to comprehend what death is. Mm-hmm. And so that's a very important aspect of Halloween. It kind of, even though we've turned it frivolous, it also helps us remind us about death. Samhain, on the other hand, is a day that pagans celebrate to honor their dead, to respect the dead, and to drop the veil, the veil falling. Now, one of the things I've done over the years is I've actually worked very hard to get the veil to drop so that more and more people can understand the dead, to speak with the dead. And this year is the great mourning ritual, so we're going to have a lot more of that ability to project ourselves into the dead, into the world of the dead, into having the dead come. Where many people are working on oracles, there's hundreds of people who are going to be participating in various types of groups in various types of ways. And so it is aspect of it. Um, and that aspect is a very important one. So how do we continue on? So I'm, you know, one of the biggest things I'm working on this year has been the rise of the techno page. And, you know, even in death, you're, you leave imprints, especially on the internet. You know, we, we're going to leave all these audio tapes, all these videotapes. All of this information, all of this ideology, all this philosophy um, out there just kind to sit uh, in the Internet. And yet when we die, we tend to leave our corpses on the side of the information superhighway to be plagued by predators and scavengers. Yeah, we do. 
And so here we are to act in a way. So the question is this Halloween, how are you dealing with death? Are you, we, we've now been brought to kind of a, a knees and it's not very far. We, these are not the knee, not knees of our ancestors who faced war, who faced death, who faced famine and plague in a way that we don't understand anymore. Even this disease that we're in now, COVID, is, is that it's so minimal in its effect to people compared to what it used to be that we have people crying, it's fake, it's not real, and don't want to take procedures because they have so much faith in our modern medicine, in our modern society. They can't imagine that this disease is very, very real and that it's not some sort of weird governmental thing. So, And so this Halloween, but there are many people who are grieving this year, two people who they've lost to this disease. And, of course, we have the tribulations of an unstable government and unstable life. And so Halloween is all about celebrating that which we don't know, that which we have unknown, that which we, we fear, that which we cannot tolerate. And so that is an extremely important aspect of the Halloween season. That's an extremely important aspect of what we're doing. So how to celebrate? Well, go out, have a party. It's a little hard this year. Trick-or-treating, you know, the ability to give candy to kids, you know, kind of, you know, trick-or-treats. Um, you know, there used to be more tricks than treats. Now there's more treats than tricks. And, yes, it's become very commercialized. Everything we do now is converted into hyper-realities that we don't see them in the original roots. The original celebration of Halloween, making costumes to scare off the dead, to scare off evil spirits, to hide yourself from the dead, and to be amongst them was a thrilling aspect of it. And now, well, now we just buy costumes from customers, you know, that sort of thing. I used to work at a fantasy costume shop. That was so cool. Uh, fantasy headquarters in Chicago, you know, check them out. Um, and they have so many different types of that sort of thing. You can be whoever you wanted to be. So the modern Halloween has changed into be who you want to be. Be somebody you're not. Be somebody special. And so, yeah, there we are. There you're at. There you are, someone special. And that is what Halloween is all about, remembering who you are inside to fight off your fear of death. But I think it's also to fight off the fear of the living, to be really, to be somebody, to feel alive, to feel energetic, to feel like for a day or for an evening or for a week, you can be a superhero. You can be your favorite characters. And now we see that moving into our modern everyday, so everyday life. The idea of cosplay has really extended that wonderful imaginative time that we have around Halloween. So Halloween for us is, is now become as much a celebration of the imagination of becoming the other that we are now really, really, really happy with it. So we've now become part of the other. So how do I celebrate Halloween? Well, don't forget, we have a Halloween psychic fair up. And if you really want to have a reading, which is some of the best time of the year to have a reading, um, this is the time of year to do it. So HalloweenPsychicFair.com, HalloweenPsychics.com. Check it out. Be part of it. Be included in it. And um, and that's part of where we're at. And so we can have those type of adventures. And so that's kind of become the imaginative thing. It's become the time to celebrate candy. And yet, you know Halloween has been at war. The war against Halloween has been continuous. Uh, the Christian fundamentalists, the Dominionists, 
Those who would not have us have any fun at all, those who would take away our rights, are fearful of it. Because Halloween does one last thing. Why are the Christian communities so anti-Halloween? Why do they see it as the devil's work? Well, it is the time of the year where we have to face death. Remember, the Christian community doesn't want you to face death at all. It does not. It doesn't even want you even to think about death. Because ultimately, that is a negative. So there you go. It is a negative. And so, and if you think about death and you start to think about the implications of it and you don't think, and everybody says, oh, you're going to go to heaven, and you, go, you start to question it. Death makes us question everything, including digging deep inside ourselves and finding out there's a lot more to us than simply existing in this sort of consumerist society, this hyper-reality of, of surface needs and surface wants. As long as you're into your surface needs and wants, you never question what it is. So if something happens to drive you away from your, your surface needs and wants, it'll drive you into thinking deeper. So everything about Halloween is about driving in a message that you're, that you're alive and that you will soon be dead. You know, the three deaths, mortality, you know, you've heard of the term of the three deaths. Your first death, of course, is when you realize you're going to die. You die a little bit that day. You realize someday you're going to die. The second one is your physical death. And this is a very important one, that you die physically and then you're gone. And the third death is the day the last person speaks your name forever. Now, Samhain is all about remembering that, those who have died. Do not forget them. Do not worry about them. To, to, to keep them in memory alive. And that's in essence, in essence. And, of course, as you know, it's virtually impossible. Not virtually impossible. It's virtually virtually possible to keep people alive forever, but in fact, in essence, we have not been we have not done a good job of that. That's why we have cemeteries with names on them to try to remember people. We have graves all over the place. We try to remember the dead because it's so important for us to do so. And when we can do that, we can actually then feel connected to our past, and then in some ways we hope we're connected to the future. So this type of year is amazing for that aspect of it. So let me go ahead with Halloween. So Halloween, what is the first thing you should do Halloween? Celebrate that you're alive. Honor your ancestors. Become whoever you want in your imagination. Go out and get a psychic reading from HalloweenPsychicFair.com. Shameless plug, I know. But in fact, go out and get a psychic reading from anywhere. Go ahead and practice your tarot, your divination. And then last but not least, listen for the dead. They have things to tell you, and they may be important. Um, and honor them this year. This year we're going to have the Great Morning Ritual on October 31st at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, and it'll go, be an all-day thing that goes on and on and on. And we're going to go ahead and really kind of let us mourn, let us mourn, let us mourn. We're going to actually really kind of deal with that. Um, and so we're looking at that aspect as well. What else can I say about Halloween that you don't know? I mean, I can tell you about the origins of Halloween. I can tell you about the sort of thing. But what I really want you to know about Halloween, from my point of view, especially from a Corellian and elder point of view, is that enjoy it. Accept it and move on. 
celebrate the season as it passes away. Make sure that you have your security. And this year where we have faced shortages, we faced all of these things, and I hate to say it, and very lightly, realize how difficult life can be. And prepare for the winter. Prepare in every way you can. Have a little extra for the house just in case. Prepare against the possibility of disease and death. But also celebrate that the end of the harvest is a time of great joy. It is a season of good work and that it is now coming to an end. And so all of these things come together in Halloween. So enjoy it, be it, and everything else. So let me talk the last, this will be the last piece about the morning. We're going to have a morning ritual, a great morning ritual, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Yes, one of those words that sound spelled differently, means something different, but sounds like another word, like morning, morning. But morning is really about dealing with your grief and your pain. So this Halloween, go ahead and build your ancestor altar. Remember the dead that you've lost this year, so many dead. I mean, it isn't like we have none. Now, compared to the overall population, very few people have died. We haven't even touched their birth rate. So we're continuing to expand as a human race. This is a year not, it's not been so bad that we even see a serious culling. But it is a warning sign that we feel like it's coming. And, of course, the world itself healed this year in a lot of ways. So the dying kind of slowed down in the natural world. We start seeing things coming back to life. We saw where humans decide not to tread. Life is returned. It has accepted it. And we know this planet is regenerative. It may not be regenerate with us, but it is regenerative, meaning nature naturally regenerates. They've given the opportunity to regenerate. And so that is the other message, because as we go down and the uh, fall comes, winter approaches us, we know that someday soon spring will come and bring back life to death. Persephone is heading down into the Hades for a while. There's so many different stories about this. And enjoy them and look at them and think about them. But what can I tell you about Halloween that you don't know? For me, the one thing you may not know about Halloween is how it affects me. I love Halloween because it allowed me as a child to escape the world. And even though I was raised in a very piss-poor household, but I had a very Christian background in other spots where people decided that one of the best things for me for Halloween was my pastor, Pastor Raymond Bakke, a now famous evangelical, um, that is pa- and he used to give a sermon about how witches were taking over the world, how the occult was rising. And he would talk about Ouija boards as games. He would talk about the demonic rituals. And he wanted us not to participate. Now, a lot of us kids did, and their parents did. We kind of ignored them. But he was always kind of rallying around how the witches were going to take over the world, how they were going to you know, grow in society and how we could not let them do so. He didn't realize it, but he, he sparked my deep interest in the occult Then Those speeches were my favorite of the year because he would tell us all about the same. And by the time I was teenagers, I was seeking those things out. And today, I am probably responsible for awakening more witches than anyone else in the history of witches. Yep. Uh, Llewellyn probably a little bit more. Charles Wachowski probably beats me out. But certainly the actions that I've taken in my lifetime has helped me awaken more people to witchcraft than anyone else has done in so many ways. I've been told this. And, uh, yeah. And so 
I make sure witches get training. But I got it from the fact that that pastor was so angry, so afraid. Raymond Bakke was so afraid of Halloween and how it affected people and how it behaved that he in fear tried to instill the fear of it into people. And I faced that fear and actually became exactly the person he was describing. He didn't know it, but he was prophesizing to me. He, he, he laid out a life path that I would soon follow. Instead of fighting the forces, the divine, the, the battle between the divine, you know, the divine different ideologies, the different hyper-realities we live in, he started to give me the basic foundation that today I'm very fortunate to be speaking and talking and working with so many. And so with that, I want to wish you the best of Halloween season. And I, I really do enjoy what we've had to say. And so let us, let us enjoy. Let's enjoy the holiday. And we will soon be back next month with another Elder Talk. Now, also, we have uh, this, this month, we're going to have the first elder, new first elder, uh, Alyssa Kemp. And, uh, of course, Lady Stephanie and Lord Don will be speaking as well. All righty. Well, happy Halloween and blessed be and enjoy.